confused with the outer world not to be confused with the outer world and like that game is all structured around like giving you no information they're like just explore yeah. it's like as an adult like i don't have time anymore just tell me <laughs> just tell yeah. me where to go and i'll go there and i'll do it <laughs> and like, i'll shoot at it melody yeah. was literally yelling at me the other night because i'm going through game pass and i'm yeah. going open world i don't have time yeah this game i don't have time and, and yeah. like 10 games in she's like let me guess and i was like i don't have time to play these <laughs> i've been games. shouting this shit about games now for years they're like, just like this is, you go on there like this is the greatest game ever made but like if you die it takes you 20 minutes to get back to where you were yeah but then you also have like this majora's mask like timer of about 22 minutes <laughs> yeah so you got like two minutes to explore Dude, once you get back. So you know, and I'm like, no. <laughs> you know what's interesting? Go back and read reviews of Bioshock One. That game was, you know, critically acclaimed, of course, deservingly show. But but one of the biggest criticisms against it was that the way that it's designed is that there was a lot of pushback that the game overstates like dying in that game was felt meaningless because of the tanks. Like yeah. like yeah. So like before auto saving, the Vita chambers, the Vita chambers. Yeah. So like before Back auto, <laughs> before like auto saving was like as prominent as it is now. Like you would just appear in a tank, and the game didn't lose anything because of it. But there are a lot of people that still were like thought that that was made the game too too easy. easy. And now it's funny because like grow up. Ne- but now that's how all games like. That's how games were for that generation, and now yeah. we've gone back to losing progress again. Well, yeah, like, that's funny because um, I don't want to get like too far off, like right in the beginning. But yeah. like, I wrote my friend has a gaming website. I don't want to like promo him because I don't know if he's still doing it or anything like that. But I wrote a review for FTL when it came out for them. Oh wow! And okay, that game was like such a weird thing because I guess that's kind of like. I don't know. Maybe roguelikes were getting pretty popular around that time or before that time or something. It was like right around that time, it was one of the big ones. Yeah. yeah. But like, I had Rogue never Legacy. personally played a roguelike, and it was a weirdly refreshing thing. And I mentioned that in the the review about how when you see game over and you have to start from the beginning, I was like, that's strange. Yeah. Like, that's such like a weird thing I never experienced or I haven't experienced in a while. I, uh, I should say. I, like, when I played the remaster of Dead Rising One, I totally forgot that that game ran off manual saves in the same way an old Resident Evil does. So I played it for hours, just like, oh yeah, thinking that thinking the game kept auto saving, and then I died, and then realized like, oh that. I did it didn't that with something like, recently. That's it's six no hours. Man's of Sky like, stuff. like that, or something like that recently, where there was like save f- stations, physical saves, or no, like you had to manually save. the oh, game. Oh, you had to pause the game and save manually. Yeah. That's kind of a. Yeah. yeah, I don't know what game it was, but well, yeah, it's it, but the open worlds. <sighs> I don't have the time. That's why I was enjoying Dark Souls. I was like, it's like the perfect in between of like open world and linear. Like, yeah, if you, you really grind down that but, game, it's on rails. Yeah, it's like. It's it's on rails in a clever way. What was like, that one Dark Souls that... style game that was like level based? Level based. What was do you that mean? Neo? One of them was. It was like literally like short levels, but it was when put together, the whole thing was. Like oh, I, I think that was game. Neo. Yeah. Or Nio. But Nio. yeah, I mean, oh, oh yeah yeah yeah. No, yeah. I never played it, but I never talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I didn't either. Other than obviously, what makes that game good is its layers, like yeah. layering. I think every game opener should be more like doom 2016 yes <laughs> that i know you haven't played it yet but that uh i did, did start you? it so it immediately started okay. crushing yeah. like his head on the <laughs> table yeah 
That's so good. Hey guys, this is Hot Button. I'm Randall Beatrice, your murder simulator expert. Here as always with Austin Blakesley yo, yo. and Chris Anantuano. Hey, what up? How you guys feeling? I'm alright. I'm yeah. doing alright. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just I cleaned the house today. It's nice. Yeah, until you guys showed up. <laughs> just kidding. Austin, what's going on on your end? Uh, playing Outer Wilds. It's hot out. So you thought you'd explore space to cool yeah. off? Got sucked into a couple black holes and got real angry about it. Is this metaphorically or? Metaphorically no, literally. and literally. <laughs> yeah, literally. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah, um, today we're going to talk about the little AO rated game that could or couldn't, uh, according to most people, Hatred, uh, an isometric shoot 'em up that was released on the PC in 2015, developed and published by indie Polish team Destructive Creations. In the game, oh, the player would assume the role. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, um, sounds like a fucking teenager's poem. <laughs> the, the, their logo is like a, a mushroom cloud. Like it's very yeah. Thumbs um, up. <laughs> in the game, the player would assume the role of an unnamed mass-killing psychopath set out to embark on a genocide crusade. Despite the title itself receiving some universally poor reviews, it would surprisingly and unsurprisingly leave quite the footprint to affect future video games to come. Not from its gameplay, but from its crass marketing, controversial release, questionable development team, and of course, that sweet, juicy, adults-only label from our fine friends at the ESRB. Ayo. A tag that many people probably don't even know exists. So who's ready to discuss... Which uh, Peggy number is that? I don't know. Peggy, the max is 18, but that's the equivalent of an M. I don't know if they have one that goes no, beyond that. No, just listen to the hot button episode on the formation of the ESRB if you want to know this. But yeah. they, have a Peggy, they have a Peggy 17 and a Peggy 18, I think. Do they? But but the 18 is able to still be distributed in the same way an M would. It's weird because, can. like, Peggy... I thought they have a 16. 16, yeah. yeah. You're right. I just like the trailers where it goes, Peggy, Peggy 13. Yeah, Peggy 18. 16 is like... When it's got, like, violence but no sex or something like that? I forget. You think Europeans would be more... It might be the other way around. Yeah. <laughs> but who's ready to discuss the uh, war on political correctness and games as an art form? Ugh, I love a nuanced conversation. <laughs> also, heads up, there is a lot of Polish names. All right. And... They are impossible to read. I'm sorry. I'm going to do my best. Well, they're not impossible to it's... read if you're Polish. Yeah. Well... Yeah. They're just impossible for you <laughs> to you're read. You're really making it. me sound like an ugly American right now. I, I showed the CEO's name to you, and that took I, some... I got it. There goes our Polish audience. You gave up on the first name and just went for the second. No, I said the first name was Did like Pietori... What was it? Uh, well, when he comes up in the story, Z-Z-Ben. I'm going to have you read it. Okay. <laughs> but I, I apologize uh, ahead of time for that. I am going to do okay. my best. So as I mentioned before, uh, our studio for the day will be Destructive Creations, founded in... Gwil- uh, I'm already get Austin. That's in Gluice. Is that what you're talking? Gluice, Poland. Yeah. G L I W I C E. So fa- Gluice. Founded in Gly. I think it's Gluice. I'm gonna Gly-wise. I'm gonna refer to that from now. Um, founded in Gluice, Poland, in July of 2014, which I had to find on their Facebook page as the like the official website is majorly lacking in information and full of broken links. It's it's not well maintained. And I'm not just saying that because I wonder why. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because like much of it is still not in English. Yeah. With most of the staff coming from previous Polish game company, the Farm 50. One known for their work on the Painkiller series, which I've played right, a couple of those. Yeah. yeah. Years later, they also went on to make uh, a flawed, although intriguing, mystery thriller FPS that I actually rather enjoyed called Get Even. 
Yes. Yeah, that was uh, that was the Farm 51. Uh, but yeah, the newly formed group, Destructive Creations, would gain very little attention until they formally revealed their first project, which, you know, our story for the day. So, Austin, I know kind of know your experience with Hatred a little bit. Chris, were you at all conscious of when this uh, I've never trailer... even heard of this game. No? No. I okay, so this is going to be really interesting. I right. nothing about Let this. Let me read you the Wikipedia. Hatred is a human emotion... Oh, wrong page. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Randy already kind of read it. I did, Isometric yeah. shoot him up. <laughs> no, you can explain it. I thought that was a funny joke. It's <laughs> just gone on far too long. <laughs> no, I, I don't know anything about it. I, uh, no? No. All right. I really don't. This so will be this a lesson will, for you. Yeah, yeah. It'll be news for me. Okay. All right. Uh, I still think you're going to have some opinions on this. So oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I have opinions fun. on everything. That's what being a complainer is all about. <laughs> so on, how do you feel about the prequels? You have an opinion on those? Not a big fan of I can't think of The Hobbit. <laughs> Not the same prequels, but that works. <laughs> uh, so on October 26, 2014, Hatred was announced along with a trailer posted to their YouTube channel. Right off the bat, it was unapologetically clear exactly what kind of game it was. Famous um, alt-right platform, YouTube. YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Um, it depicts a long-haired trench coat-wearing edgelord character, only known later as the antagonist, loading up weapons while spelling... <laughs> You play as the antagonist? That's yeah. deep, dude. Yeah. Loading up weapons while spouting off manifestos about how full of hate he was at the world and how human beings are just worms and that no life is worth saving, blah, blah, blah. Put as many people in the grave as I can. It's okay. my time to kill and my time to die. It's pretty... Agreed so far. It's pretty Continue. lame. Like, <laughs> you would you would roll your eyes at this trailer for I'm sure. I'm on board. Yeah? Um, Worm, humans are worms and... No life is worth saving. Yeah. 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 You're, you're cool. Yeah, it's cool. I discovered nihilism when I was 15, too. <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. Being a, being a real nihilist is about growing past that and realizing if nothing really matters, then why even be angry, you fucking sissy? <laughs> the character kind of looks like a combination of Danzig and Reaper from Overwatch. So you just put those together. That sounds awesome. That's, you guys <laughs> That's giving the, this guy <laughs> way too much credit. Yeah, Are you guys familiar with the Reaper names Twitter? <laughs> yeah. yeah. I've submitted a couple. They're amazing. Like I, My favorite is Bloody Darkness. I found a guy. That was his name. Like, oh, whenever boy. you see a Reaper player with a dark name. <laughs> <laughs> so then he says his genocide begins now and proceeds to, uh, following a speech to exit uh, his house before indiscriminately murdering everyone in front of him in this suburban neighborhood, which did become the final game's opening sequence. There are quick cuts to some close-ups of the in-game executions where victims are seen begging for their lives, along with showing off some other uh, environments like a that you that you shoot up like a supermarket and a police station. The game also appears to be fully in black and white, uh, other than the bright red blood, of course, similar to, say, like a Sin City or a Mad World, if I wanted to use another Schindler's video list. game comparison. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what, are the, uh, what are the graphics? I know you said isometric. Is it like Fallout isometric? No, it's hyper Is it like, like, um, like nice-looking? Yeah. It's, no, it's 3D. It's like um, Ruiner. Okay. Yeah, I'd right, say right, yeah. Right, right, it's right. kind of in line from with like, like from that. like the point of view that you're controlling and the way it controls and sort of sort how of it's structurally, animated. Yeah. yeah. Actually, yeah. Like how it's animated. We're talking about the animation. How it, yeah. how it, the the controls correspond to the animation. Like that Earth, doing. if it was made by angsty Polish people who are bad at making video games. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, hey, it, CD Projekt Red has a new title coming out. <laughs> Let's not knock them too hard. 
It also seemed to feature pretty open levels with tons of destructibility and physics as well. But yeah, the word of this game was out, and it was um, simultaneously grim and lame. No rating or platforms were shown here either, but it generated some response, which... Uh, In the will... same way 9-11 did. Go on. <laughs> <laughs> Which is, it's interesting that this did kind of do that only because there, there's so much shooting and killing in games these days. Like, what made this reveal trailer so popular to discuss? Was it the 90s shock rock look of it? Was it that it lacked the satirical tone of other do-whatever-you-want-to-innocent-people games out there, like, say, a Postal or GTA or Saints Row? Yeah. Uh, or was it that uh, needless shootings committed by gun-toting spree killers were sadly dominating news cycles, and this seemed like nothing but an interactive version of that to bask in? Call of Duty's no Russian mission that we did an episode on uh, suddenly begins to feel quaint, you know, compared yeah, I to... Think it's context. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know if you want to it get is. into it yet. Yeah. Do we want to yet, or should we Compared wait? to a title that is, like, deliberately <laughs> designed do to shamelessly celebrate. That's the like, thing. Like, the, to celebrate. The, uh, the yeah. context and circumstances, everything. Like, the, like, the titles that you mentioned, like, Call of Duty is either, depending on which title in the series you're talking yeah. about, is either a celebration... Or a critique yeah, of sort of like the military. They can't also, figure out if Call of Duty is trying to say if war is bad or badass. Like yeah. they can't yeah. tell. Also, Call of Duty is an exaggeration. Call of Duty is an oh, yeah. action movie. The, yeah, they're str- yeah, it's kind of like an action blockbuster. And, 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 Postal, film, and sure. Postal and things like GTA are like taking themselves as least seriously as they possibly can. Yeah. Like yeah. there, well, as, no, as, yeah, as much well, as I don't like Postal, it is a joke game. There, there are examples across the board. It's hard to. Video games are going to get a little more scrutiny because of their place in the list of whether or not they're art or not. Yeah. But think about movies. There are violent movies that are violent and disgusting and not entertaining. And there are movies that use violence to portray a point and actually come across. And mm-hmm. there's a the differences in the context and the way it's brought about. Like, it's unfortunate, but some people are better at making points than other people. I, right, yeah. yeah. I think it's like, it's a thing where if you're an adult of any mental capacity, you either get to the point where you realize that things like manifestos and stuff are stupid because nothing matters. <laughs> yeah. You get, like Chris said, that point of nihilism. Or, like, you really believe that, and then, I don't know, you end up going to jail or going <laughs> to a mental hospital or worse. But, like... Yeah. I think it was the attitude of that nobody's ever tried to tackle this subject that seriously. They never, yeah. they call you the antagonist. But the but vibe it is seemed, like throwing the devil horns up or something. It like seemed it's a like little... they thought they were being cool. Yes, absolutely. And that's and the yeah, problem. And we'll get into that. As opposed to games that have tackled violence in a serious way, but this is there's a level of... Hatred, yeah. the best way I can describe it, because I've played it because this asshole there. made me... <laughs> Uh, he we'll didn't, get he didn't make me, but I didn't. the best way I can describe it is <laughs> like you, if CSI had an episode. Well, they okay. CSI did have an episode about video games, but like oh, if, God, if, yeah, if, they did. if an ep- if a show like that, like a procedural cop drama show, yeah. had an episode about violent video games and their effects on people. Like and they had to make a fake game. This certainly this would be this like would we've be used that example before. But this is the number one with a bullet. Fucking yeah. like yeah. when people are like Doom is causing our kids to become like monsters, and yeah. you look at Doom and it's like you're this weird space marine who just goes like yeah. and has like a weird face, and you're <laughs> fighting deep pink demons. Yeah, <laughs> but then this is the game that angry parents think 
a violent video game is. This yeah. is what it is. And they were going for it. Yes. They wanted that. Yes. They wanted that response because this worked. Like, the video hit hard in the game's press. Uh, many outlets were quick to condemn its portrayal of empty violence, of course, like we were saying. Not to mention uh, the uh, developer statement released with the trailer describing the game as a reaction to the trend of political correctness in video games. That was probably the other half. And yeah, and he like, and they sought to make something that eschewed politeness, colorfulness, and games as art. That was their. Well, they got one of those. (laughs) I'll tell you, hatred is not art. No, well, (laughs) it's not. It's 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 colorful in as much as uh, it required some skill to make, and they had to draw actual art. But I forget. We it's similar to kind of our standpoint on the on Super Columbine massacre. Even Super Columbine Massacre was going had a lot more to say. <laughs> yeah, that is true. Is, the, the entire point <laughs> yeah, of this game is that tough. it has nothing yeah. to say. This game has absolutely nothing to say except like, hey, teenagers, you know how your mom told you you're not allowed to go out after 8 p.m.? Doesn't that make you want to shoot up your suburban neighborhood? Yeah. Buy this game Just and you can GTA, do that. play GTA then. It's a better game. game. (laughs) Um, The the statement also went on to say that they sought to create a title that recalled the industry's history as a quote-unquote rebellious medium and surface-level entertainment with no insertion of any, quote, fake philosophy. You know, Um, Pong, the origins of rebellion. They wanted to take it back then. They wanted to make video games great again. Hey, man, that asteroid ship was rebelling against them (laughs) asteroids. Those fucking long-haired hippies who made those old games (laughs) were so not the rebels of any age. And as terrible as a defense as this was, the topic still holds relevancy today in 2019 when you think about Ubisoft's commentary on the subject matter presented in many of their franchises like Watch Dogs, Assassin's Creed, and fucking Tom Clancy like games. Like, yeah, certainly certainly no politics found anywhere in the world of Tom Clancy, you know? Like Who was the one You keep staying neutral. This past week we were Oh yeah, talking, it, it just happened. We were right. talking what company was that? We're Shit. T- somebody else to at, was it Outer Worlds? It was Outer Worlds. It was Outer Worlds. It was Worlds. the Outer Worlds. Yeah. They came out and they're like, our game is not political. Anyway, here's our PR statement. And it was like, in a world where mega corporations have taken over and the rich lead. And I was like, that's not a political statement. No, because people still don't think capitalism is politics. Yeah. If you want if you want to. People still think capitalism <laughs> Isn't a political system. If you want, if you want to find an example of of uh, like showing whether or not video games are politicized, look up that article of whether or not it's a Metal Gear, a quote from Metal Gear Solid, or a line from who's that politician, that woman. You know who I'm talking about? Oh God, no. It's. I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Though. In case you need further proof that. Uh, Hold on, Games I have long approached the Google topic it. of politics, uh, but I digress. Um, Polygon's Colin Campbell uh, uh, wrote that the the site staff responded to the game's first bits of footage with genuine revulsion. Same with Kotaku, which is exactly what many people wanted for them to be upset. Like it, yeah. it's yeah, like it. It's it's easy to predict this stuff sometimes, and um, but we'll get to you know all that in a second. But. Uh, well, going on further to label the newly announced game as being grisly, extremely violent, and the last one I actually agree, like totally agree with, very tacky. Marianne Williamson. That's who it is. Yeah. 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 She's kind of a nutcase. That's, yes. <laughs> as, as those quotes seem to... Uh, take <laughs> the quiz. You guys want to take the quiz? <laughs> yeah, we'll do that later. <laughs> All right, I'll keep the page up. <laughs> And his fellow co-worker, Ben uh, Kuchera, mostly stayed in that last category, too, writing that the trailer was a 
rhetorical failure and that it attempted to really shock viewers but ultimately just reflected the 1990s shock culture aesthetic yeah uh, it kind of reminds me a bit about how we used to look at figures like marilyn manson like mm-hmm. you know, yeah like it's i mean but if you've looked up videos of that now you would just be like man like this is funny like if you haven't listened to our two-parter on super calm by massacre and you're listening to this episode go yeah. back because this is and the yes what happens one, maybe when well. people don't understand what that game was trying to say? Yeah, I think which was part of his sort of yeah yeah message in there. Yeah, <laughs> like we talked about how the creator of Super Cowboy Massacre was like, I created that game when I was younger. I'm a lot older now, and like I don't have those same views. I've been through a lot. Blah blah blah. Like this is hatred is what happens when. People yeah. don't go through that stuff. I, <laughs> I went so back and forth morally that I episode. know. Yeah, I, I know. know. That I episode did. is fascinating because we just keep being like, well. I did too, well, but like, uh, yeah. this is just so easy yeah. morally because these people are just like, they think they're cool or they're just really bad at making a statement. And either way. <laughs> don't worry. I'm going to get to their response in a it. second. Yeah. So PC Magazine's David Murphy wrote to uh, get ready for the backlash about the ultraviolent shooter dot 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 if this game is ever released. He then compared it to other games such as Manhunt and Mortal Kombat that were known for their controversial amount of violence and felt that hatred will probably generate just as much backlash as they did. I guess not enough uh, for you Except to hear about Except Manhunt wasn't about strangling your neighbors with plastic bags. It was prisoners in a jail, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Shortly after this, review site goodgamers.us. Is that US. US? Yeah. That's the domain for websites in the United States. Makes sense. I thought that was .com. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so goodgamers.us managed to interview Destructive Creation's PR manager... Austin, read this for me. It turns out it wasn't the CEO, it was the PR manager. <laughs> PR manager, okay. Presmaslaw Sezepeniak. That was, yeah, that's... I'm, I'm going to assume that... Yeah, I think that's... That, close that's, enough. I think that seems close enough. <laughs> yeah, the CEO comes up later, which I, I can't pronounce that one also. But uh, he, he responded to the outrage by saying that, quote, there is a huge difference between violence in real life and the one shown in video games, which obviously... Nope, same thing. Not yet. <laughs> yeah. Those were people working games writing that he was, like, answering. Like, they, nobody was saying that, you know? Like, that's an older argument. Because I don't think that's what they were as complaining as, about as with that trailer. I don't no, bo- I think that they thought that that's what people were going to argue. They did, yeah. Because they, I mean? the, like, the, they were we serving the ball. People were going to be like, yeah, video games. No, they're not about, they're not violence like yeah. real life. It's like... No, yeah, we know that. We already had that argument in the 80s. It's, the We're problem just talking is that, about yeah, this nuance This example, now. like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's no nuance. Like, this just seems trite. Most reports were honestly regarding that blatant troll, troll-like shocking for the sake of shocking, like, message around it. Uh, you know, which is what these people are nowadays. Yeah, exactly. Like, it was a title yeah. designed to do nothing but rile, like, everyone up, you know? Don't let your grandma see this mentality. Like... Like these, like many of these, like these outlets, like they still defended yeah, the game's let's right. Yeah, everybody up and let's <laughs> even elect an official based on the joke. They like they still defended the game's right oh, God, to freedom too, of expression with Polygon even saying that they couldn't find any website out there like requesting a ban or censorship of the actual thing. Like you know, like nobody was like banging that drum. All right, are we allowed to get into the alt right speech yet? No. 
No? No, it's going to come up in a little bit. I got some things to say. I like the idea they're like looking for people to hate them and they're like, no, we just don't care. It sucks. (laughs) (laughs) But people were talking about it. Like, like I'm just, I've just been talking about like the press outlets, like people, like forum chatters alike too, because it's a bunch of, it's a bunch of people who are not actively following the industry in the same way we are. Like to, to the, to the outside looking in, they probably thought that this really was generating conversations because of the violence of like in the content like okay yeah that makes sense but that it's a little far behind that's true regardless uh followers our future potential players were way into the pot stirring like i said like going so far as to send the company's ceo austin take this for me jaroslaw zelinsky jaroslaw zelinsky Jaroslaw Zelensky. Yeah. Uh, going far as to send him fan mail. While the trailer was initially going to be provocative, uh, I did not anticipate the large reaction, he said. Uh, but he did agree that the trailer's, quote, so-called shock tactic did its job very well. Like, he came out and said that. And that the industry reaction of the trailer reflected the political correctness or uh, the way we are told and taught to think, <coughs> he continued. Like, he, this guy feels pretty vindicated at all of the... I can't tell whether right, it's no. a classic... Okay, go ahead. No, no, you can go. Go ahead. I, was <laughs> saying, I can't tell whether it's like a classic scenario of like, I did something disruptive, and then when you call me out for my disruption, I go, huh, see? Yeah. Or if it's You're like... You're all puppets. Or if it's like... Putty in the pump Poland is just fucked up and like in a different cultural state than we are and maybe the conversation about violence hasn't reached in video games hasn't reached it's the interesting same, like culturally are there people who are sensitive to different to breaching different topics you know like and i just there's there's this thing the 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 way that people weaponize controversy yeah is like and this is absolutely premeditated yes yeah because like the way you'll do it is you'll see it a lot with in the pc culture with comedians people like ricky gervais and stuff like that oh yeah who were like a good example you come out and like he'll come out with a special and he'll make a joke that he shouldn't be making yeah um, what did he say at the the golden globes he's like, i'd like to thank god for making me an atheist or something yeah, yeah. the one where he's like i identify as a chimp now here's the Don't difference between uh, ricky, oh, ricky gervais is a dumb cunt and he's not funny so that's the difference yes. so you're get, you're getting at what i'm saying which is that a bunch of people see this special and then they they post on their social medias and they they write articles and they say like can you believe Ricky Gervais says this and then his PC police yeah, or yeah, yeah. whatever the ops the anti PC people they come out and All they're the like how probably. dare you try to censor us first amendment free speech blah 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 yeah. and then like somebody eventually will come out and be like Nobody is telling him not to say that. Yeah, free free speech doesn't mean you're free of being criticized. Well, it's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's it not freedom doesn't... of consequence. Yeah, exactly. Like, nobody, yeah, nobody is sitting here saying that Ricky Gervais should be arrested for saying what he said. Yeah. Nobody is They're saying just that he should be kicked it. out of the industry for saying what they yeah. said. They're just like, hey, dude, I think your jokes are unfunny and I think they're bad. And he yeah. should be criticized yes. because I, that yeah. is free speech. Yeah. yeah. I think it's like, hey, what you I said is fucked up. I think you're a hack. I think you should write comedy that's not pushing buttons because that's the easiest comedy to write people, that's what yes. they're saying yeah and like the thing with the hatred thing is like people come out and they're like hey this is a little too violent and everybody's like 
Like premise. No, nah, you yeah. PC police, you should shut the fuck up. I think this is dope. And it's like, nobody out there was saying... That, I mean, well, we'll get there. But, like, in the beginning, nobody out there was saying that, like, th- how dare they put this game on Steam. Like, yeah. they should be arrested and this should be banned. They were just like, this is a little much. It's The air around this is way different than when we talked about the ESRB episode. Like, people are very liberal with the use of the word censorship. Like, mm-hmm. And it's like, at no point is the government involved in the story. No. Like, yeah, like... Everybody's not to disappoint. Uh, <laughs> it is not censorship and it's not a violation of free speech. If a company tells you you can't say something on their show or post something on their website, if Facebook bans you for saying things, that's not a violation of free speech. That is a violation of the terms of service of yeah, that website that you sign up for. Yeah. When you sign up for an account, there's no. It's a very complex of way of being like. All right, I went like let's say if I went through a lot of effort to put a big piece of paper in the center of the table, and then Randall wrote something fucked up on it, and I just like tear it away, like no, you can't write on this anymore. <laughs> it's like the same thing. Yeah, like, it has nothing to do with free speech. It's just like this is mine, my effort, my platform. Yeah. The gov- don't get to people say don't that. realize that the government only goes so far as to arrest you, essentially, right? Or I guess fine you maybe, but like that's all they can do. So if you go on Twitter and you say hate speech and Twitter bans, bans you, you. Yeah. that is not a violation of your free speech rights because that is not the U.S. government doing that. And that is o- Twitter. And there are other countries that have very specific laws around ethics and yeah. like and can absolutely... Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's why we so openly tote that whole free speech thing because we're there's a lot of places where that's not a thing. Yeah. Absolutely. It's just like, you know, that's one of, like, that's just a big yeah. talking point that we just hammer into people's heads. There's indecency. In general. It's just that, like, doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want consequence free. Yeah. I can criticize you and say whatever the fuck I want to you because it's, by your own standards, just as equally free as you say it is. Yeah. But not only that, it's just like, it has nothing to do with the actual fucking terms. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's just free speech and it goes both ways. So I'm allowed to criticize you if I think what you're saying is fucked up. And you can't cry and say that I'm violating your free speech rights or that I'm censoring you because you are just as free to come back at me. The problem is you don't have a comeback. So you're defaulting to me telling you how to behave. Yeah. And I'm like, hey, man, that's criticism. That's how it works. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And they're not prepared for it. Yes. He also added in the interview that he did not think the trailer crossed any moral boundary and that those who disagreed could choose not to play it. Which, fair enough, really. I mean, Accurate. At, yeah, okay, at, fair enough. Yeah, like, at this point in the story, it's like, just let them make their dumb thing. I would agree. Um, yeah, I agree with that, too. If, if fucking people want to play this game, yeah, go right ahead. Go, Don't skin off my back. It. it really only had the platform, uh, it, it like, due to a widely perceived perception of false rage based on nothing but speculation from prior gaming controversies like Hot Coffee and No Russian. You know, yes. like, like, those kind of set the stage for a controversy like that to come up again. And it didn't really this time. Or like, you know, like this debate was, uh, the debate around this game was not in that space. Like, um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I mean, I'm sure many parents and maybe even politicians were still upset, uh, by this, but honestly, like those days of moral panic kind of fell long over to me after that fight getting lost so many times, like by 2014 and on wider news stories in the industry tended to focus on different subjects such as online harassment and loot box gambling and labor practices like you know the relentlessly gory games were a dime a dozen at this point like 
maybe not with this particular setting, but with the views racking up and folks tweeting, the newly formed small team of devs were thrilled. And why wouldn't they be? People wanted to play their game, for better or for worse. So, like, as far as, like, the the actual development goes, from what I could find, like, a few months go by, at least since this, this first trailer, and... Like, it, everything continues pretty uninterrupted. I saw some information uh, about who wrote the dialogue, which, great job, buddy, because in that game, it's... Uh, as well as the inclusion of uh, a, a Norwegian death metal band. I think they were called um, Blood Red Throne and Polish metal bands Internal War and Ibeript to uh, accompany the Dark Ambient soundtrack, which, you know, whatever, who cares? I think the lead singer of that second band is actually the one who voices the player character in the game, except he listed himself in the credits uh, under the Poseidon uh, Clint Westwood, claiming he was trying to stay anonymous. So, first person to sort of distance themselves from this, and that's going to become a regular sort of thing going forward here. Really? Yeah. Even them. <laughs> well, not so not so much the team. They're embracing it. It's more no, of I like even them as like the musicians. Like yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Considering it's like Polish metal bands are are super into the pageantry of being oh, yeah, all dark metal's, and fucked black up. Black metal's got a bit of a <laughs> a stigma around controversial. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, that's all whatever. On December 15th of that year, this is still 2014, the game appears on Steam through its Greenlight program, which at the time, that and GOG or GOG, a service that later rejected the proposal of hosting Hatred, seemed to be the only platforms the team was targeting due to their small size and content of the product. Because the first trailer uh, did GOG is also Polish. Really? That's CD Projekt Red. Oh wow! Okay, yeah. that's I find that very interesting. I bet that news followed some of the stuff that we'll get exposed to later, because I don't think the the first reveal of this did not have like, hey, it's on Steam. It wasn't until December fifteenth that it suddenly went up on Greenlight, and Greenlight is essentially like a was was yeah. right. Greenlight, Greenlight is, is no longer anymore. That's a whole nother fucking episode. <laughs> yeah, we should do that. We've covered uh, quite a few Steam features already that got added and removed. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, uh, anyway, back to Steam. The official page for it was live, and reading on the subject of slaughtering innocent civilians and law enforcement for no disconcernable reason other than to rack up a body count and die spectacularly while doing it. Get, get ready for this edgelord shit, guys. I'm just going to read the, the store page. This is when this was up. You will go out for a hunt. You will clear the American soil off humans with cold blood. You will shoot, you will hurt, you will kill, you will die. There are no rules, no compassion, no mercy, no point of going back. You are the lord of life and death now, and you have the full control over the lives of worthless human scum. Also, I didn't fuck that up. That typo was in, like, all those typos were in there. I know English is not their first language, but that was all verbatim. But I still have no idea how anyone above the age of 14 thought that this description was cool. Like, (laughs) people on, like you know, on game form sites way into it. Like yeah, that's shocking. Yeah. So game is up only hours later on the same day. It disappears off the store. Uh, valve along with this quick action also sent a personal email from a representative there stating that the company had cited concerns that the title would not fit in with their publishing standards. Destructive Creations then responded with their statement while also sharing an excerpt of the message they received from Valve, which directly read, We wanted you guys to know that based on what we see on Greenlight, we will not publish Hatred on Steam. As such, we'll be taking it down. 
pretty to the point answer and kind of out of the ordinary for their service to police something like that, considering the things that are on their store. But their answer to the removal was, quote, even though games like Manhunt and Postal are still available on Steam, we will, of course, fully respect Valve's decision, as they have the right to do so. Uh, in the same time, we want to assure you that this won't in any way impact the game's development, game's vision, or gameplay features we're aiming for. Huh. Which, yeah, product quality aside, I'm totally with them here. Like, make your shooter. This is there are other venues, this right? Is, I know this story vaguely. This is handled a lot better than I thought it was at yeah. the time. Yeah, like so far. I mean, so far, yeah, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll get there. But like, for as edgelord as their game is, they're like, yeah, they're a company and they we respect their yeah. decision because it's their platform. You're like, whoa, guy. <laughs> That's very poignant for somebody who's making a game about a dude in a trench coat murdering an innocent civilian. Yeah. <laughs> Though eager followers of the game were still understandably upset, despite the fact that the company really does have every right to back away from it. And that they said it would still come out, you know, on... Like, for them to play. But um, I more just find it interesting that this was where Steam drew the line. Like, that store has always had some pretty gnarly games for sale on it, many by major distributors. But yeah, even for the brief time it was up, Hatred had already garnered 13,148 upvotes from the Steam community, ranking 7th on Greenlight's top 100 list. This is the best proof for us that there are diehard Hatred fans out there waiting for this game to be released, the developer said and that we need to keep going to deliver them a game that offers exciting and challenging gameplay, which... Yeah. Both, of, both of those descriptions are inaccurate, <laughs> having played the game. Then the next morning, on the 16th, something incredible happened, <laughs> depending on who you are, anyway. Hatred was returned to the service, along with an apology to the development team sent by Gabe Newell himself. The email read... Hi, Mr. Uh, Jaroslaw, referring to the game's uh, creative director. Yesterday, I heard we were taking Hatred down from Greenlight. Since I wasn't up to speed, I asked around internally to find out why we had done that. It turns out that it wasn't a good decision, and we'll be putting Hatred back up. My apologies to you and your team. Steam is about creating tools for content creators and customers. Good luck. Good luck. Out on a chance to make thirteen thousand dollars. <laughs> <laughs> good luck with your game, Gabe. So Hatred was back, everyone. The too hot for steam train was gone. <laughs> Bring on the murder porn. <laughs> Except then two days later on the 18th, very condensed timeline here, something very, very, very troubling came up. Here's where it gets bad. <laughs> Rafael Pankowski? Uh, he's a uh, sociologist and co-founder of the Never Again Association. Who were in the news a lot lately, yeah. if you're paying attention. For those unfamiliar, in history. <laughs> they are a Polish anti-racist, anti-Nazi organization. And Rafael posted his findings after analyzing the political associations of the development team. What did he discover? Well, there seemed to be some pretty clear connections to the radical right with members of the Hatred team liking uh, certain groups publicly on Facebook known for their spread of racist, neo-fascist, and violent views. And the proof was fairly definitive here. But of course, shortly thereafter, the CEO at Destructive Creations, as well as several of his employees, issued personal responses to those accusations denying everything. They reaffirmed, and I'm grabbing this right from Polygon here, uh, the right to free association and decried accusations of neo-Nazism. At the same time, they thanked an eager left-leaning press for falling right into their carefully laid public relations trap. 
So, wait, what? <laughs> they were basically being like, ah, we got you. Yeah, we liked all these weird uh, open right things because we wanted you to see what this they, game was like. They they to? denied it, but they also said like, "Oh, this is what liberals do." You know, it, like it's weird. Like it's just like liberals. Uh, this is something that me and alt rights have in common. I hate liberals. <laughs> okay, but that's what any like. I think the response there was more directed at. People. I, any one of a number of ways. That's a, <laughs> I think the response there was dude, more directed. Li- liberals might as well be fucking alt rights in my. <laughs> what's fucking the book. What's the line from Green Room where you go so far left that you're right, and you go so far right that you're left? Eventually, it just circles back in on itself. Yeah. Yeah, which is true. But like, I think that last part was more meant for people in the games press that reported on this. You know what I mean? And they're just like, you guys fell for it. You know, like they're basically accusing the co-founder of that group that they were slandering them their studio for no reason other than to generate some sort of i don't know like what would that motive be like why would Maybe it to generate clicks right if they, i, if I the guess announcement trailer thing that's such a weirdly subtle thing to do though i don't feel like that's the case no i think that's you think if the hatred Post. I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure that group's a non-profit. I don't know. Well, I mean, the truth oh, yeah, is, that group, okay. totally. Yeah. If, the hatred- hey, if you want to garner to the right to gain some sort of following and profit, it worked here. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. I'm just saying, if the Hatred article, when it was announced, got a lot of clicks, then it would make sense that if there was new news about oh, Hatred, right, right. you would write another article. But why would this organization care about what's going on in the gaming they community? They wouldn't. Yeah, like this is a stupid accusation, yeah. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. You guys want to hear the CEO's response? I thought that was the CEO's response. Well, I, I think this that was just sort of a collective from the team, essentially. But this is him directly. We tried to get world's attention to our product, and as you can see, it worked perfectly. We wish to thank all of our haters and all upset press for a great marketing campaign that they've done for us. No! <laughs> Companies shouldn't be allowed to use the word haters. I, I agree. I think that should be a rule. Also, if you're trying to use that you hate Jews for a PR stunt, I don't know if there's anything that was ever built in Poland for that purpose, or... I mean... Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Further questioning about these links between the company and the Facebook groups in question. I think one of them was called um, Pro-Polish... Polska Liga uh, Abroni or Ligma? I don't know. They're, they're, it translates <laughs> it's like Liga. It's all <laughs> close. L is a, they're known a whole L M N O P and all kinds of blend together there. <laughs> they're known as the Polish Defense League. I think that's more there. Um, are they are they liberal? That sounds racist. The Polish Defense League? No, they are. That's the right. That's one of the alt right groups that they were oh, okay. uh, like yeah. named appropriately. Yes. <laughs> But they just respond. They did like, a pretty bad job defending Poland the first time. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. God. Well, we're too joke for you. But yeah, but but they just responded again that they did not support that that organization and were against totalitarian ideologies. Um, totalitarian. Totalitarian. Sorry. This is how you know we're not political here. Randall doesn't give a shit. He's right. just reporting the facts. <laughs> it's the. <laughs> It's the English language I've, I'm, I'm, I'm a problem with. That's all right. English is built so you can say whatever you want as long as you make a point. <laughs> and that's really as far as this story branch kind of goes, unfortunately. Further digging didn't appear to bring up 
any more inclusive evidence, uh, and the press sort of strangely moved on. And maybe the team just got a little more, like, conscious of the fact that people were going to be looking into them, so they, you know, kind of shielded themselves up and hid that stuff better. Maybe. Or maybe, like, whatever, it's Poland. Everyone (laughs) in Russia's racist. But also, it didn't help that this news dropped the week of Christmas, so it is very possible that the the breakaway from work threw a wrench into the fan of the current news cycle. Like, um... Uh, Yeah. Fair. Also, side note, apparently there are still continuously a lot of issues dealing with things like this in Poland right now, which I suppose is why the organizations like Never Again exist to actively fight it. So good on them, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, Poland's got a history with that. Yeah. Yeah, also Europe has a history with fascism. Yeah. I don't know if you remember a little thing called 1910 to 1939. Well, <laughs> what happened? All a blur. Yeah. There's something that happened in 1939 that has to do with Poland. I'm drawing a blank, Oh, and none of this proved to be important anyway, really, because on the 29th of December, following this, it became the most voted game on the service and was successfully approved for launch. So... Yeah, obviously. Whatever, you released it in America, man. We don't care about your racist views. We just care about money. Yeah. Anyway, some relatively quiet weeks go by, and then hatred pops right back into the public eye once again, ringing in the new year. And this time, now making a bigger splash than ever, too. Uh, Why? On January 16th, 2015, hatred is officially given an adults-only 18-plus rating by the Entertainment Software Ratings Board. A tier so uncommon, so ill-fated, and so useless that retailers like Walmart, Target, Best Buy, and GameStop all refuse to carry anything with the label, and each one of our three major console manufacturers as well, uh, and we, I think we have said this in the past a little bit when we were discussing um, San Andreas, also will outright forbid the sale of a game given it yeah, from being most, on their platform. Mo- exactly. No exceptions. Say, exactly. yeah. All of those consoles have said several times in the last 30 years they yes. don't put games that are AO. It is, since the, like, since the 90s, it has been a policy enforced by Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo that publishers would have to spend their own costs to edit a title threatening it in order to meet the standard so that you know, they could appear on them. But see, I really wanted to get into this part with you guys because it's all very reminiscent of the MPAA's NC-17 rating for movies and how most, like, theater chains won't play them nor will, like, the, like, majority of retailers stock them afterwards, just like with the AO. So it, it's just like, why do these ratings even exist? Nowadays, it's fairly common to release movies for stream or download unrated. Same thing with games on PC and the Steam Store. Like, unlike the consoles, Steam doesn't require that your studio even go through the ESRB at all. Yeah, like which, so. which small teams love as to avoid the cost of submitting for it. That's why you get those crazy anime titty games. <laughs> uh, and, <laughs> and when we brought up these early demands in our founding of the ESRB episode, the world of games was way different back then. Like, that's, that's typically why you see a lot of indie games come out on Steam first, and then yeah. once they make that money, they come out on consoles later because they can submit for a rating yeah like they didn't they don't have to do that it's fucking expensive we talked about it before. yeah like over yeah, 10 yeah. grand right? yeah and, and that was back then i think it's more than that now like i like it, it might be a percentage based on the scope of the game or the studio size i'm really not sure but i know it is like a flat fee and if you want to submit again it costs more mm-hmm. and also like my my two other points of discussion here 
A, is there even a life or a venue for games of this nature featuring the label? And B, what even constitutes this title getting an AO rating over an M anyway? Like, the themes? Like, The Last of Us and Bioshock have infinitely more fucked up amplifications of things going on in those stories narratively than here. And also, Hatred was rated adults only for intense violence, blood and gore, and strong language. These are the same descriptors found on an endless amount of M-rated games, found all over every market. Like, on its face, Hatred, like, isn't even really that explicitly brutal it sure doesn't hold a candle to like the modern mortal combats or even a standard call of duty game really no like i think it's no. the themes it's the themes it's mm-hmm. the it's the and this was pre uh shooting a baby or whatever that new one is doing that what? call it the new call of duty or whatever what yeah and, and i'm sure they'll get the am rating just fine like and, yeah shooting yeah. a baby yeah. accident like yeah there's Apparently, the demo mission that they showed uh, behind closed doors at E3 to people in the industry was based around a, like a raid mission in like a, a residential apartment yeah. complex, and it's it's almost like a SWAT kind of style yeah, yeah, yeah. setup. And I think it ends with you accidentally shooting a baby. Or no, it's, it, like, it's playable. It's, like, it's a mo- it's a mother holding a baby, and she's just like, oh, don't don't shoot me. But then you have to make the decision. decision. Of whether or not to shoot her because she might just be an innocent mother holding her baby who's scared or she might be in on it. She yeah. might grab a gun and kill you. Like, it, like apparently the game will like dictate whether or not you also did it maliciously or not. I'm not really yeah. sure how that system will work. But can't wait to get it now. <laughs> but regardless, like, you know, Chris, we should pull up some footage of this game at some point to show you because it's like, I mean, it's it's rough, but it's not like you, okay, if, if I here. didn't tell you that it had an AO rating, you'd probably shrug your shoulders at it being like, yeah, I've, yeah, here, here's there's my so much of this in thing. the games that we play every day. Hey, hatred creators. I'm sure there's nothing wrong with your game physically. I am all about violence in video games. <laughs> and yeah. Yeah. I'm up for the philosophical debate of violence in life. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's what we brought up because in previous episodes about uh, stories and games like uh like Hotline Miami or Spec Ops the Line handle that yeah, really yeah, well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, Granted uh, this is not going for that. I'm sorry. Not to get too into personal philosophy, but it's kind of important I guess if you're going to listen to what I'm talking about. As far as my you know, allowance of violence in real life. I'll argue this all day. And I've had talks with our sound guy about this because we're both pretty like the system needs to be destroyed kind of people and tear it all down. Does the system need to be destroyed by killing people or being violent? And that's an arguable thing. It's not just like I've had conversations with other right. people. And, 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 and you're, I'm sure you're basing of yours about how violence is never necessary. Yeah. Period. And I'm sure you're basing that also on actual history, just throughout. Yes. Yeah. Um. So, like, with that said, this game is nothing that nobody can handle intelligently. Okay. It's, I agree. I don't think playing hatred would make you shoot up a mall or a school or anything. Yeah. I think you can make a video game called Shoot Up a School, and it still <laughs> wouldn't make a kid shoot up a school. There was a later game that... Uh, I apologize if we did, if, if I brought this up uh, previously, because I just think it's relevant to this, but there was a game that Steam did remove from their platform called Tactical Shooter. And yes, that was that, yeah, this, or, yeah. Yeah, or no, is it Tactical Shooter? I don't, I don't shooter know if we brought it up before. But or Active Shooter. Active Shooter. Active shooter. shooter. Yeah, j- because I think it was days after Parkland, and then yep. there was some, yeah, complaints. Yes, okay, so with that all said, 
obviously circumstance. Yeah. Maybe that game was unrated, in real but... life there was somebody who did shoot up a school because of a video game. That doesn't one yeah. circumstance is not enough for They were fucked up to begin with. Yeah, there's yeah, no precisely. Yeah. They were fucked up to begin with. It's the kind of thing like, oh, it's like either me or video games and I'm leaving you. It's like I choose video games because the kind of human being that would provide you with an insane ultimatum isn't the kind of human being you should ever associate with in the first place. It's kind of like that situation. If you're willing to shoot up a school yeah. because of video games, you would have done it whether what? video games existed or not. What assassin was just trying to impress Jodie Foster? Do you know what I'm talking about? I, I vaguely. Yeah, I think I know what you're yeah, talking vaguely. about. Yeah, like an- yeah. But like the point is... The point I'm trying to get at is there's nothing about this game that is inherently bad and would ever deserve it. I disagree with the AO rating 100%. Yeah. This, this game is no stronger than a T in my mind, probably, but yeah. at least an M. It's, it's, <laughs> you know? it's, it's, it's what, weird to rate your however, game based around tone. However, They've never done that before. However, you're right. What are you about to say? Well, maybe you're not. What you're I about see to say. what they're going for the because themes. the themes, right? Because, like, you can make the argument that video games teach people violence and stuff like that, but when your video game is literally a manifesto of why yeah. everybody sucks and why they need to be murdered even though they're innocent... His speech is, is similar to what those who have done that in real life have said. Exactly. Yeah. And the problem is, as much as an M rating probably won't keep it out of the hands of kids... Yeah. That's the ESRB, or sorry, an AO rating won't keep it out of the hands of kids. That's the ESRB doing their due diligence because I think there are 20-year-olds out there who have... It was the guy who shot Reagan, by the way. Oh. Yeah, or attempted to kill Reagan, yeah. (laughs) I think there are 20-year-olds out there who don't have the mental capacity to understand this stuff, and I think there are 16-year-olds that do. I think dividing it by age is a weird thing to do, to get into that. But like, and, and it could have gotten the M, and Nintendo and Sony or Microsoft could have still said, fuck no, we're not putting right, this on our Right, but the, the thing is, like, if you're going to divide it by age, I then see what you're saying. an adult is much more capable of playing that game, hearing that manifesto, and, and, being that like, and, like, and like not recreating it. Yeah. Like, when you're 16 or 17, and you're, you're still more in high school, yeah. and you relate to that kind of thought... Yeah, you don't want somebody like that playing that's that true, game. But in, in, is it in, a but, slippery slope? But that's slope, the thing, though. though. In most ways, though, that's not dangerous. Or how about this? The majority like, of people can like bask in violent horror movies and whatever, and just and be not like the the issue with me is this: is that we can make a philosophical argument for an AO rating by going okay. By having an AO rating, it makes it so it's less accessible because maybe there are people who are going to not have the cognitive capacity to understand that this is what it is and to just ignore it, and maybe it will actually adversely affect somebody's life. But the truth is, this philosophical conversation never fucking happened at the ESRB no, behind closed yeah, doors, yeah. ever. It was, or oh, this destructive game's about shooting, yeah. get rid of it, fucking make it as inaccessible as possible, slap it with our hardest rating. And that's the issue, because the people on the other side will always argue that it was done hastily and un and not thought out and they're right. right yeah because having an actual philosophical debate about it is too complex and too nuanced way past this where this comp- where this studio is yeah. like it, yeah and, and it's neither and it's it's i go both ways on two because it's like the game is trying to show you that violence in games can be fun which yeah it can be absolutely like fucking a, it doesn't make be. real world violence bullet storm any less horrifying yeah like it i'll kick somebody to a cactus <laughs> it's weird there's a weird dividing line because no russian is actually 
the closest thing I can think of. Like if you're gonna if you're gonna it say like compared to this. If you're gonna say like Call of Duty should also have an adult only rating if hatred does, it's like yeah. well, as much as I disagree with it, that's how war works. You shoot the other people. It's part of your job as a soldier. Yeah. Uh, if you're trying to save the world, your job is to kill the enemy. The justification is what the you're trying to say. The justification of yeah. hatred is just like. But I would argue there's innocent people, too. and they're all worms. Go murder them. Right. It, At least there was a story. Whether or not it was it it propped itself up well enough, there was a story reason as to why no Russian existed. Like, yes. yeah, is it kill a, a thousand to save a billion? Uh, yeah, is that, there so, was a story reason, and like in in terms of games like GTA, where you can totally kill innocent people if you want to, and I do, you don't. <laughs> oh, I do too. You don't have to. It's almost hard not they to. They added new nightclubs. I swear to God, the other night we were sitting there, and I was like, huh. AKL. <laughs> <laughs> they added a new. You don't record. have to. It's not part and, of the. But it's interesting game. you bring Wait, up. What? <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting you bring up the the Call of Duty thing again to that comparison because it's like that is a that is a big budget game by a big publisher, like meant for a big audience. Like, is it an internal or subconscious prejudice against smaller studios as well? Like. All the, all those I games don't... I mentioned before had some serious money and power backing them. Like you used to hear about that war in the film industry too, how like Hostel and Saul never had problems securing their R rating, but indie flicks like Killer Joe, even the first Scream at the time, ran into quite the problem when attempting to avoid the NC-17 due to violence. Like it's I I don't think so. I think it's a thing where it's like because it's war, it's okay. Yeah. I think it's because absolutely because it's about, about money, baby. War, I mean, this is, but this is was money. a studio small enough to not be able to contest the rating or do anything about that's it. That's true. It might be a little bit of both, but that's how but war. The setup that's is. how war works. It's like you don't want a kid listening to this is incredibly fucked up justification, but you don't want a kid playing hatred and being like, you know what, this guy's right. I should do this. Yeah. But you know, in our fucked up society, you might want a kid to play Call of Duty and say, yo, I should go do this because then they enlist in the goddamn military or whatever. And that, uh, and it's, I, I do remember reading somewhere that around Call of Duty's peak popularity, there was a rise in... Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and killing is only justified if it's done in the name of your government. Right, that's what I've been getting wrong yeah. this whole time. I mean, I guess I shouldn't try and get too hung up on the NC-17 rating. Like, the, the no one under... 17 like label for the MPA was pretty much exclusively for nudity and sex with things being all you know back the other way here in the US and this for the most part went for the AO and games too to date there have only been less than 30 video games released with that rating making up less than a fraction of a percent when compared to the amount of ratings that they have issued overall I couldn't find the like exact amount when researching but it's probably nearing like a hundred thousand games that they've probably like since 1994 have you know attached ratings to but of the ones that got the the ao most of them are crude early pornographic computer games going for the rating intentionally for shock like very mid to late 90s like like they wanted to put that on the box so they could carry it at like you know stores that specialize in selling things for adults like you know like not 
places like yeah. Funko Land and yeah, like. But um, and all of these games, like all these games, smaller publishers, low budgets, bad reviews. There was, however, one title given the label due to the premise of it being a online poker game with actual gambling. That makes perfect sense to me. That was the that, right, that one kind of stood out that I thought was interesting. Yeah, I truthfully, I don't think this hatred game, from what I hear, deserved an adults only rating. rating. Yeah. However, I do think it's still a dumb fucking game. <laughs> True. Well, truthfully, yeah. I think that the the adults only rating itself is stupid because again, that's what mature I was seventeen plus adults only is eighteen. That one plus. extra year. Do you remember being seventeen? Men, so you can see. Do you remember being eighteen? Did yeah. anything change? You, and, and, and here's the funny thing: I thought about this like, the other day. Okay, right, oh, I was sorry. gonna say the standards have changed as well. A lot of these, like some of these porn games, are I'm sure like earned that rating but a lot of them if they were released now which uh, there's an example that would come later probably wouldn't get the AO rating because like nudity wasn't as common in video games in the mid 90s as it is now like yeah. you know when you look at David oh, Cage I don't games play a video stuff. game unless it has tits in it nowadays <laughs> so what about Dawn what about Dawn yeah there's no tits in Shadow of War no I guess you're not playing huh? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry what were you gonna say no I was just saying okay this is weird in a total offshoot, but I've been listening to a lot of true crime podcasts and specifically like ones that were talking about sex crimes. Why isn't 20 becoming an adult? Like, and I honestly what do you mean, if that like, I mean, tw- like, you like mean if you the difference between the that and 21. Yes, uh, but like, like, it's like these weird, like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure wait, where that just standard as, like, came from. When they're talking about these prostitutions of a 17 year old, I'm like, fuck. But then even when they're like, they're 18, I'm still like, fuck. Like, it doesn't feel any different. It still feels fucked up. It still feels like you're too young I to mean, discern certain not to get things. too, you know, kind of explicit with it, but it's like when when there was that movement going on of people exposing people for all these horrible things, the tone of the dialogue would change based around whether or not someone was 17 or 18 a lot. It was yeah, like it, obviously it's, don't fuck somebody's underage. I'm just saying I think underage. <laughs> don't be, be a rapist today, but yeah, it, yeah. It, it, it then like once you add the pedophile angle into then, that, yeah. it, like I said, of a 17. Or yeah, a 16 I just say like I, but it yeah. made me think about why isn't the age limit at like 20? Like why isn't teen underage and then 20? Yeah, is the I threshold? mean we talked about it before, and everyone matures at different exactly, ages anyway, so it's all irrelevant. Like, but, way you could fucking do it without short of a computer that goes, are you mature enough? And that's a whole other philosophical philosophical fucking argument yeah dumb you only get two choices you get to be an emotional wild species who burns out after a couple hundred years and destroys yourself or you're some sort of weird uniform sang healy species and then you have no culture or free thinking and then you move on Name. <laughs> but the- that, yeah, yeah. That- adults only should be a rating that the esrb has and it shouldn't be like a mark of death yeah and it should I, the NC seventeen, I think, is the same way. Yeah, yeah. It should be that way. That's kind of why I was. And it should be a sug- it should it. be a suggestion. Yeah. I mean it should always be, but it it's the like this idea this idea that like when you're seventeen, if your parents give like you don't need your parents' permission anymore to see violence or sex, but if if you're seventeen and something is rated for 18 year olds then they're not going to sell it the funny the funny thing is the only difference between the r rating and the nc-17 is that an r rating you can be under the age of 17 as long as you're accompanied by a guardian but nc-17 is just no one under the age of 17 Mm -hmm. but you could still see an nc-17 movie before you could buy an ao rated game and nc-17 is as high as that scale goes like yeah it's 
It's interesting, but the question here is, has any video game ever been released getting that rating purely for violence, like, before this? Well, I don't, th- well, I don't think this is purely for violence. I, I don't, yeah, but I like, but that, but I just meant, if you yeah. look at the back of the box, that is what it's saying, the, the, it's saying that the game contains, you know? Well, there, there were actually two to get a little into um, a couple infamous examples here. Uh, one was canceled, and one was delayed and edited for resubmission, leaving neither to initially be released in their AO state. And these are just little, like, kind of tidbits about these, because I think it, these games sort of came up again in the conversation once this happened. And I'd like to maybe explore these topics a little deeper, and, and but this is just going to be a quick overview. The cancelled game was Thrill Kill, if anybody remembers. Yep, that yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah, uh, a 1998 3D four-player arena fighting game uh, where tasteless characters battled to the death to win the prize of leaving their imprisonment in hell. Uh, it was designed by Paradox and set to be published by Virgin Interactive. The game was actually planned to launch on the PS1, except upon Electronic Arts purchasing Virgin, they saw that game on the release schedule and went, nah. So that was a decision from EA. Like, they didn't want their brand to be affiliated. Despite the fact that, like, seeing footage of that game now, it's, like, well, yeah. it, it's kind of silly. But realistically, Thrill Code would have probably gotten its M rating under the old publisher just fine following a couple edits to comply with the Sony guidelines. It's just that EA didn't think it was even worth it. And ROMs of that completed game have leaked online since, and apparently the politically incorrect game wasn't even very good. Nor even edgy or graphic huh? by the standards of you today. You games based off of some sort of dumb political <laughs> standpoint sure. are good? And and compared to the standards of today, like with graphic violence, just look at something like the RE2 remake that came out earlier this year. Like that game is real visceral. Like there's moments in it that almost like look like the Thing remake. It's, but Bro, Doom, man. Doom, alone. Yeah. Like I don't know what you want. Like... That is about as fucking violent as it gets. Because it's sci-fi, it's fucking different. Yes. <laughs> the you fan, can't yeah, see like the, the heaviest fucking curve. metaphorical ripping my hair out ever. But here, like, here's a little more grounded example, though. The second one... Just um, say what it is. This dumb. This game is fucking dumb because it's politically motivated in some dumb fucking way. Yeah. It's, it's not AO because it's violent. It's AO because... Your philosophy is fucking stupid and inarguable. Yeah. Violent score, strong language, dumb. <laughs> but the second example, and I remember this one after foolishly trying to hold on to the idea that the Wii and Nintendo could still like host hardcore games for hardcore adults like me, uh, was none other than Rockstar's Manhunt 2. Do you, remember, do, you, do you guys remember this as well? Uh-huh. Yeah. Originally scheduled for release in July of 07 for the Wii, PS2, and PSP, the game was suspended by parent company Take-Two Interactive after getting stamped with the AO Kiss of Death rating, a term used similarly to describe the previously mentioned NC-17, like I said. And if it wasn't properly edited for a resubmission, then it technically would have banned the game in the U.S. just like its U.K. and European counterparts. Again, due to Nintendo and Sony's policies... Rockstar pushed back the planned release date and censored the game, blurring the screen during the game's executions and entirely removing the scoring system where players were awarded for particularly brutal kills. But the edited version, without any problems, was rated M in North America by the ESRB and was eventually released later that year in October. I think there was a, um, I remember seeing in the news that there was one of the executions in that game is that you castrated someone with pliers. Pretty sure that one got cut out of the game too. Yeah, probably. (laughs) 
And this I, I thought was interesting. It wasn't until Halloween two years later in 2009 that Rockstar would suddenly start taking pre-orders for a PC port of the original unedited, uncut version of Manhunt 2 exclusively through Direct to Drive. It was then officially finally released with all your unblurred gore on November 6th, proudly featuring the ESRB's AO rating. However, the title was then later removed from the service after Direct 2 Drive was purchased by Gamefly due to Gamefly's policy of not carrying AO rated games. Again, it's another platform that will just never host yeah. that stuff. Um, also, Manhunt 2 is probably fucking garbage game, too. <laughs> Manhunt 2? Yeah, it wasn't great. It was okay. Two more years later, in November of 2011, the uncut version was available again through Gamersgate, which is an awful name. <laughs> Not their fault. Um, I, I bought something from there once. Yeah. I bought Darksiders 1 through Gamersgate. But only available... That's fucking amazing. But it's, only, it's like... It's like they, oh I'm God. sure... That, wanna, did they change their name since no, the... No, oh. I don't think so. I mean, they might have... But you want to hear? You want to see something like so? Unfo- like really feel bad for that company? Yeah. <laughs> Look up their statement they released after GamerGate. Oh no! Because that company's been around far longer than GamerGate yeah. has. Yeah, of course. And then they had to release a statement <laughs> where they're like, "We don't hate women. Like, <laughs> please yeah, buy yeah. stuff from us." It's Kudos like, to them for sticking their ground though on yeah. their name. They're like, "We yeah, came up with it first. <laughs> I know, Stop it's like co-opting like, our shit." Some like 1910 like shop in Germany called like Nazis. <laughs> nothing like. Like yeah. that. It's like, no! <laughs> <laughs> this was only for select regions that this went back up through Gamersgate. Quantic Dream, the company that came up earlier when I was talking about David Cage, would follow a similar path the same year with the uncensored director's cut of Indigo Prophecy, or Fahrenheit for you European listeners out there, on GOG, which was also given adults only by... like it was also given What about e- that game? Because of the murder shit? No. So, yeah, that game was given an AO rating by the ESRB because of some absolutely heinous consensual sex scenes. Well, okay. I I think one of which was like interactive in the same way that like a lot like quick timing event. Oh, okay. It's pretty tame. I think that game like wasn't a, the worst. There's a boob. No, I like that game. But yeah, cool aesthetic. I, yeah, but it's just funny that like Fahrenheit, the the European version was like I don't even think that given that high of a rating, but over here it was mostly for the sex. Even though there's murder in that game too of course future remasters of that game also in 2015 would just get the the boring old m rating despite being identical to the now less enticing ao version that's what i was talking about with standards changing but nudity was much more taboo to showing games back in 2005 than now uh, well you know in here anyway in this country yeah uh, the euro release never had a problem with the original content in this case also they love boobs yeah <laughs> But yeah, those are just the short versions we of those. We did too, we're just not yeah. allowed to. Yeah, right. <laughs> I've, considered, <laughs> I've considered diving deeper into both of this, maybe a full episode later in the future, though I feel like most of what we say here is pretty much going to ring true in those potential discussions as well. It's all just going to kind of circle back to this. But regardless, back to Hatred, the AO was there to stay. First one ever on the Steam platform, or any major modern platform for that matter, the reason wasn't even really ever made clear, which is kind of why we were, you know, trying to sort of, I, like, I guess our our best guess, just based off this, it has to just be the premise. And mm-hmm. nothing yeah, else. Yeah, I'd say that. Or, or the... Ideologies. Tones. The ideologies. Yeah, uh, yes. and, and this game was rated after the exposure of the political backgrounds of yes. some people, so they could have come into play. I'm sure um, it did, if there's yeah. any fucking smart person working at the ESRB. Yeah. Probably not. So but, it, maybe but yeah, probably not. It's probably for some fucking weird political motivation. We don't know. Yeah, it could have absolutely just been the politics. Because even something like a Hotline Miami got the M, and that was 
from a small publisher too. So it's not like that biased was, you know, there for everyone. It's true. is far worse than Hatred because she got dope electronic music. <laughs> it's true. It's just, the, and also the the team that made Hotline Miami wasn't all affiliated with. Uh, well, yeah. Yeah. But still, Destructive Creations was in no mood to battle that rating and reacted to the news with mostly confusion at first, I guess. While I'm not quite convinced why Hatred uh, got the AO rating, while it lacks any sexual content, but it's still some kind of achievement to have the second game in history uh, getting the AO for violence and harsh language only, even if the violence really isn't that bad and the harsh language isn't overused. That's part of the reason why I wanted to tell the stories of those other games, because he references them there. This was the uh, game's director on their official forum. The post continues, I would prefer to get a standard M rating because the AO means that we will have problems to get this on consoles in the future. Uh, But on the other hand, I think you guys, our fans, would be disappointed with it. I guess this explains why they even submitted it in the first place, though, considering Steam doesn't really care about ratings, but can't ever bring poor hatred to the switch though i think there were physical versions of it there were uh yeah yeah, which i like i i I almost bought one not through the company but i kind of wanted to buy one you have a problem i just i have a thing for physical box i think that's that's gonna be a piece of something history yeah it's gonna be a piece of something (laughs) i just want it on my shelf to be like remember this time copy of mine comps a piece of something too you want one of those I only looked on eBay for other people that were looking to get rid of it. <laughs> Not of Mein Kampf, of hatred. Uh, <laughs> I know, it's all this we've talked about. Mein Kampf's been at the library. It's probably cheaper to buy. What, you would know? I haven't looked it up. But... Lately. <laughs> but yeah, they weren't looking to edit, and this only made the Edgelord fans want it more. Them and Curious Idiots like me. This was all crazy, yeah, and Edgelord I don't... Yeah, Edgelord fans covers you. Go on. <laughs> Yeah, shut up. I don't know why I cared, but I did. I, I think it's. I just thought it was interesting. I wanted Is it to that know. hatred tattoo wanted... you have. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It says humans are worms on your arm. Yeah, I just that my entire back is that opening quote from the top of the shoulder blade all the way down. <laughs> but uh, and I also uh, should have mentioned that the actual reveal of the rating was through the game's second trailer. With press responding to the new footage the way you'd assume they would. <laughs> Polygon called it just as vicious and cynical as the first trailer, while uh, Guardian and Rock Paper Shotgun and Kotaku described Hatred as a true mass murder simulator. Bringing that phrase back uh, into the ether again. The rest of the criticism continued to be directed at the shock rock nature of it. So, you know, why not both, right? But anyway, fast forward to April. Release date gets announced for June 1st, 2015. But then days... Before launching something else sort of funny happens. Uh, y'all ever heard of Twitch? No. Yeah, Jeff Bezos' video game streaming platform. Yeah, that's, that's it. That's the one. Pretty big deal these days, so I'm told, I guess. Yeah. I'm a Mixer fan myself, but go on. <laughs> well, on May 28th, I guess this is like three days before the game was set to come out, they dropped some news regarding their now-in-effect changing guidelines for their service. The new rule being that any game rated adults only by the ESRB is strictly prohibited to stream and failing to comply to this will quickly result in a permanent ban. Filming in a bathroom is a temporary suspension. That wasn't announced back then. <laughs> I was just trying to be topical. <laughs> 
But yeah, this sure as shit was no fucking coincidence. It was pretty much the first and only AO-rated game even released since the launch of their platform, anyway. Yeah. And it also didn't stop there. They further wrote in a statement that a game will also be barred if it, quote, violates our community guidelines. This applies to hate speech, sex, nudity, gratuitous gore, or extreme violence, which most of that is a rather inconsistent considering what is allowed and featured in a typical M-rated game. Because I'm fully behind the hate speech part, but, like, trust me, but when it comes to Doom and MK11, like... People stream that, right? Yeah, absolutely. Those... Did you see the thing? There was a thing at E3 where Ubisoft was like, it, like... Ubisoft was like, hey, we're gonna let, like, community artists, like, make stuff for our games or whatever. And then one of the guidelines was like, don't make anything that promotes any uh, nefarious behavior, such as... Drugs, alcohol, guns, violence. <laughs> and somebody's just like... Oh, it wasn't like killing one of them? And that's yeah. where it became like of what is killing like, in games? Well, no, it's just like somebody's just like, that's going to be real difficult in an Ubisoft game to not make anything related to drugs or guns. <laughs> <laughs> you Ghost, the last Ghost Recon was about both. <laughs> yeah. And, and even pushing the violence aside for a second, plenty of games have shown nudity with no backlash at all. Look at Red Dead and like Metro, like the Metro games. Um, the GTA 4 Ballad of Gay Tony. That had a wiener in it. It had a wiener in it. GTA 5 had wieners in it as well, I think. Yep. Um, but it's just really hard to tell from that, like, those descriptions is all I mean. Like, it's it seems like it would be a buy-game basis. Yeah, so they did that because their community guidelines are vague so that they can make calls. Yes, and speaking and not, of these and calls... And not cite anything specific. And specific instances... They did complete the post with a ban list that is still prominently featured on the site to this day and supposedly continuously updated too, which uh, I will read only some highlights from as most are likely hentai visual novel games and stuff like that. But, My favorite. <laughs> but I did see that, um, anybody remember this game? I did see that BMX XXX was on that list, Yep. which is odd because that was an M-rated game. Uh, so it should technically be fine, even though it's tasteless. Mm -hmm. Not that anyone should stream that game anyway, because it's terrible, but still, I just find it funny that it's too hot for Twitch, but not for the GameCube. Also, ethnic cleansing. Makes sense. Genital jousting. That's a big one. <laughs> like, genital jousting is yep. banned, <laughs> I guess. Um, but, like, come on, I mean, the game is mostly silly, but... Honey Cam Studio, I get that one. Porno Studio Tycoon, I get that one, too. Like, I don't know, the Grezzo 1 and 2 were on here, and I'm pretty sure those are just old Doom mods. But, like, scrolling through this list, uh, Rape Lay, which fucking good, Jesus. Lots of secure games. Um, Second Life, which I get that one too, um, I suppose. And uh, The Guy Game, which I would hope so, considering streaming that one would technically be likely be a felony. Yeah. yeah. The what game? The Guy Game. It, it was, was a, a trivia. It was a trivia game yeah. that had, like, this girl gone wild angle where if you got it right you got questions right you yeah. would girls would take off their clothes but then it was some, an fmv game on xbox yeah, and ps2 but somebody yeah. discovered that one of the girls in the game was not 18 oh my yeah. god <laughs> so they had to pull that game the fuck off the shelves oh my god <laughs> that's fucking amazing <laughs> fucking idiots yeah why would even? Why does a game like that even exist? And the last one on here that I thought was funny. Uh, everyone's favorite. What's under your blanket? Can't that stream. Game's amazing. <laughs> Can't stream and that. And so so loud. Yeah. 
So there it is, though. No streaming for hatred. Uh, it's like the whole world's against it, you know? But this brings us to the release. Yeah, make sure you just Finally. <laughs> write a manifesto. <laughs> put on a trench coat. June 1st. Uh, so before I re-explain my tale of acquiring this game to play, Chris, I guess you have not played it, nor have you seen stuff on of it, but Austin, I, I know you have. Mm-hmm. Not that you could have seen this anywhere since it's you're not even on Twitch, but uh, mm-hmm. Austin, what did you think of the only game that you I ever have... borrowed from me on Steam sharing since you already always buy everything? Um, <laughs> I hate you <laughs> for buying that game because you knew I was curious enough to try it if I got yes. my hands on it, but it was garbage. <laughs> It controlled like you shit. Yeah, it was very it was floaty. Stupid and it was... as hell. <laughs> yeah. It the the black and white graphics were bad. That filter was bad. The, oh, the, grainy, the like... animations were bad. <laughs> the game was like hard like ridiculously hard, but mostly just because of how bad the controls were. Yeah. And then, I don't know, and, like, the executions were, like, horrifying. See, so that's what I'm saying. Like, because it's so bad, it's hard to say that it was done for any any other reason except to be provocative. You know what I mean? It's like, okay, there's crazy violence in Last of Us. It's also one of the best video games ever made. absolutely. Okay? There's crazy (laughs) violence in Grand Theft Auto V. It is also... Yes. Somehow one of the best and worst <laughs> video games ever made. <laughs> but There's maybe that's tons a bad of example. Racism and violence in Bioshock Infinite. And it's also and it's one of the best video games ever made. Yeah, and all of those piece. came out in the same year. Yeah, that's all that's very true. So with all that said, <laughs> if you're gonna make a game with some sort of provocative statement, it cannot suck that bad. Yeah. So you know what's weird about hatred? The one thing I remember, and I looked this up right before we started because I had to like mm-hmm remind myself it didn't have a ton of vo or anything no not no, not and, especially and course, there and, were cutscenes in between there the, were the but i found an interview with the people that made it and they said like oh we intentionally left the protagonist mostly silent because we wanted you to determine what his <laughs> motivation motivations was. were and it's like does, motivations I think the, for killing innocent people in a the, suburban neighborhood? I, so I never beat it. I think the ending of the game is that you set off a nuke and blow up the whole cool. city. Yeah. What a fantastic <laughs> video game. Yeah. And you kill yourself at the end and everybody else, I'm pretty sure. Cool. So I, <laughs> unpopular opinion, Hatred is a bad game, but I didn't think it was the worst thing ever played. I thought it was okay. I didn't think it controlled great. I didn't think it looked amazing, but... For what it Game was, motion sickness too. I had kind of fun running around in the environment. I thought the destructible, like I, I thought the way that the map was set up of where you could go and driving through buildings and just like the way the particles and physics would react to like explosions. Uh, it was, I thought it was okay. I've I've played other things doing it that were infinitely yeah, better. Because you're but... part of the all right, and you don't like. <laughs> it's not true. I mean, obviously, I thought the attitude of the game was fucking trash, but I did like. I did sit there for a few hours and just kind of like mind-numbingly just run through this environment. Like it, once the police respond to you, which is pretty much instantly in that game, then it actually becomes a game. Like running around killing innocent people doesn't who aren't shooting back is a doesn't feel great in like emotion, but it's not satisfying either. Like it doesn't make for real game like yeah, mechanically but the driven AI gameplay. Was also bad. The AI was bad. 
Like yeah. the the way that the police reacted to you was pretty poor. And there weren't even there wasn't like a huge amount of weapon variety even in it or anything really. But No, it's bad. <laughs> it's a bad video game. Yeah. The, and also, uh, the one thing that I did notice upon boot up is that the game does not feature the Unreal logo in it, despite obviously using Unreal 4, and I found out that is because the screen was removed at the request of Epic Games. <laughs> Apparently the same thing was done for each of the trailers as well. NVIDIA Physics, though, they didn't have a problem. No snowflakes over there. <laughs> that company. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, um, and I guess, um, for those who haven't heard this before, I... I was very curious about Hatred. Once I heard about the political connection to the development team, I did not feel comfortable buying it on Steam. So I opted to purchase a code through G2A before I found out that that wasn't totally ethical either. That site has been in the news recently. Man, yeah. fuck those people, yeah. by the way. I know. I Trust me, I feel bad about it. It's the only thing I've ever, like, no, I, I bought rocksmith i think the on pc the same day but i've but i haven't used it since this but i i bought it through them for a, a lower price than i think the 15 or 20 dollars whatever it was when it came out and i played it for a few days and then austin played it for like an afternoon and then it got revoked from my steam library from steam i guess cracking down on people getting codes mm -hmm. uh in a not legitimate fashion. <laughs> this is in the past. 2015, right? When did it come out? Uh, 2015, June 5th. Gotcha, yeah. gotcha. Yeah, so. Randy bought it like the day it came out. I was home. I was bored. Uh -huh. I was a racist. Felt yeah. like killing a bunch of people. <laughs> no, <I'm just> kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the... Your mom told you to take the trash out and you, like, <laughs> you didn't want to, so you wanted to instead put on a trench coat and kill some innocent people. I get it. <laughs> But the I, my curiosity aside, yes, the game was not great, nor worth all the hubbub at all. Obviously, me and you were not the only ones to uh, have thought this because this fucking thing whiffed hard in terms of critic reviews. Mm -hmm. Currently, the game is sitting at a red-hot 43 out of 100 on Metacritic. GameSpot gave it a 3 out of 10, noting that the novelty of it wore off quickly due to a lack of variation in the structure or levels while pinpointing, quote, the fact that the final product fails even to be worth a primal psychotic scream of victory against society at large for the people it might encourage means it laughably fails even at being dangerous, which is kind of what yeah. Chris, yeah. you've been saying this whole time. Yeah, other folks in the industry mostly called it boring. Rock, uh, though Rock, Paper, Scissors would take it further by saying that hatred fails in every way. <laughs> It falls short in terms of entertainment, technical competence, and to be a controversial, shocking experience. While Chris Garter of Destructoid remained critical of the game's several technical issues, I do remember having control problems and frame rate drops. Mm -hmm. There were some that saw the highlights still. Softpedia even praised the game's like core mechanics, calling it a like a good twin-stick shooter that manages to offer an interesting experience only through the actual theme. I think that's a little too far. <laughs> the IGN's overseas. Who said that? Uh, that was a, a softpedia was one of the few less negative reviews to come out. I'm sorry, who? I just wanted to get the other opinion. <laughs> softpedia. Uh, the IGN's overseas, because the uh, IG, uh, IGN here did not review it, praised the visuals and the environmental destructibility, but criticized its repetitiveness, poor AI, and weak plot. That is definitely all accurate, but that didn't matter. The surrounding controversies and rare AO rating reigned supreme, because it did not take long for Hatred to quickly become a bestseller on Steam, and it right now holds a mostly positive response on the site. 
That's why I always tell people that reviews on that store are fucking useless. That they're all politically motivated? Yeah. And that politically motivated criticism is the worst kind of criticism? (laughs) But yeah, it certainly wasn't the best game of its type from my experience, but I actually probably would have scored it, I don't know, maybe just like a 5 out of 10. 2. Like, (laughs) yeah. Uh, I mean... It functioned. It functioned. That's about it. I don't know. It was bad, but I've played worse. But the, what no was the first quiet. time you truly felt like a game was speaking to you? <laughs> no, that was that was Postal. Okay. Postal 2. <laughs> Either way, this thing really felt like it was kind of like a night trap situation all over again. Like, I could talk more about the response of this thing, but once it was out, the story was kind of over. The game itself was whatever, and we were all silly on any side for thinking that hatred was going to mean anything the way the original Mortal Kombat did. Yeah. <laughs> like, but there it is. It's available on Steam for you if to purchase right now if you want it. At the time of this recording, it's $2.99, 50% off for the uh, summer sale, I think. It's on the summer sale, isn't it? F- 50% off from, will... its, from its now set price tag of 6 bucks. Summer sale will be over by the time this episode comes out. Oh, so, uh, sorry, you know. y'all. I guess if you want it. Six dollars. Please, please don't buy <laughs> hatred. I <laughs> please. All of the bullshit aside, I do still believe that there's an interesting, like, there is a dialogue to have out there regarding the topic of provocative art being created in the world of video games that perhaps pushes the boundaries beyond what a retailer or tech conglomerate may find appropriate. It's just that hatred isn't it. Well said. Yeah. And that's our. I concur. That's yeah. what I was gonna say. That's that was gonna be my final thoughts. It's just yeah. like. Who cares? This game sucks. Find something else to fucking get your controversy over. Yeah, they were just trying to yeah. find. They were just trying to find an angle. And since then, you know, we haven't seen a conversation like that. Nobody's tried to make a game like that, nor have like you know, an AO-rated game come to light. But it's. Do you think? You didn't an, hear about that new top-down game where you're a white guy fighting off immigrants <laughs> with a tiki torch. It's like the Simpsons. I can't game. tell if you're making this. <laughs> I'd like I'd like to think that one day, because when I was scrolling through the list on on ESRB's website of all the the AO rated games, they're all just the bottom of the barrel in terms of quality and message. Like they're yeah. they're just awful. Like they're really that's crude because and shameless. true. Other than the game, true art the, takes the, nuance. The most respectable AO rated game is that gambling one. Yeah, but and I don't even know if that game's any good. I was but like, true art takes nuance. And if it if it's an art that flies under the lack of nuance, yeah, surprise, bitch, that's still fucking creative. <laughs> well, I guess nuance. the the directive cut of Indigo Prophecy, but like, do you think we will see an AO rated game in our time that's actually a well made, like, you know, cohesive experience that is no. well regarded and saying something important? Like, no, because I think that games don't need to be rated anymore. Essentially, really? yeah, I mean, if you want to be on those consoles, you do, but and if you want to nah. be at, on the Walmart shelves, you do. But how much power does that going to hold? And I few think more any years? game that's willing to take that risk wouldn't be a retail game. I think you're right, considering the fact that every AAA publisher out there is like, whoa, hey, whoa, we're not political. Yeah, you know. Yeah, God. So it's like every day another company is. I think if if a game ever got to the point where they got an adults-only rating and an indie game and had to go back and edit it, they just wouldn't put it out on consoles. I think there was a Sims game called Singles, like Flirt Up Your Life, that came out around the same time as The Sim, and that was an AO-rated game, but apparently that was, like, respectable. It was just a Sims game where the sex was 
a part of it like unedited mm-hmm. but I'm sure if I pulled up footage of that it would probably <laughs> like you not like, hold up at all it'd probably be pretty dumb and gross but I got a good way to end this episode okay yeah there's the top liked review on Steam so let's do the plugs first and then okay. I'm gonna read that yeah that's a good way to play the, okay. to play the, everybody out thanks for listening <laughs> yeah thank you for sticking with me on that one I'm sorry yeah. I was stumbling over my words a lot I, at one point we took a break and I was talking to Austin that it wasn't just the Polish words fucking me up I was stumbling a lot of my sentences because a lot of the stuff is translated from Polish to English. Our language is not structured the same way. Yeah. So it is it is very hard to read that and like with your eyes and then your mouth and be like that's not how people speak, but I think I got through it. Whoa. <laughs> no, I that's <laughs> no, I not how Polish people I'm sorry. People. No, that's not what I mean. Yeah. Holy shit. Jesus, God we got the next it. Hitler over here. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, all that crap. We also have a website, hotbuttoncast.com. Are we an avalanche? What's yes. it called? Is that what it's called? Himalaya? What, what the hell is avalanche? Oh. Yeah. I don't know what Himalaya is. Either. It's a pun other podcast service. Ah, welcome, Himalaya fans and listeners. Yeah. Thank you for you your support. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, at hotbuttoncast. See all my awesome photoshops that I spend a lot of time on that I'm sure half of you haven't seen. I can't wait to see the one for this. Oh, God, this is going to be a rough one. You're going to have so much fun. This is going to be rough. Uh, If you want to hear more topics uh, centered around game violence and murder, we got a lot of those. Yeah. Yeah, Um, we often, I don't know, I feel like I, yeah. This is a tough topic to have like an it actual is. discussion. I know. About. I, I feel I usually we're like going a mile a minute with our thoughts, but we're trying to choose our words carefully. Yeah. Because uh, it is a it's a complicated uh, issue. Stay tuned for more episodes. I don't yeah. know if there's any plugs I left out. Now, Austin, uh, why don't you play us out with the thoughts of? Um, I bet he has a great username too. Uh, End Times Observer. Yeah. Is the username. <laughs> That's good. This game deserves awards for doing a positive service to society. It's a therapeutic stress relief for the average working <laughs> Joe uh, who has, a, has to negotiate his tired ass through an increasingly fragmented and hostile world. Have a crap day at work dealing with low IQ co-workers? Get cut off in traffic by the punk in the sports car? Oh my God. Did your neighbor's cat leave another dead bird on your lawn? Like Are you burned down out by Hollywood, the news, your government, and college students with majors in interpretive dance telling you how bad you are? Did you get a ticket going five miles over the speed limit when you know the same gop someday will let off honey if she flashes him her gazangas? Oh no. Well, no gazangas. worries. Hatred is here for you. Just fire it up with a beer beside you and blow off some steam. This game is the best, cheapest therapy there is. I take back everything I said. Fuck this game. You know when your girlfriend goes, yak, yak, yak. It's like, it's like this guy is an idiot. And then the bu- the one under that is bum ass n-word is his name. Oh. And it says, positive, you play as a guy with a gun. <laughs> there you have it, folks. The nuance of steam reviews. Good night.